Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Mela, here with... Josh. Lacey. And Rashawn. All right, before we get started, take a quick little minute, do us a fave, like, rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback helps us immensely, helps us grow. You can send us emails, hopefully not any more hate emails. Because I will send Josh after you, but other than that, and do that for us. I love you. <laughs> What's going on, guys? What's okay. up, Mella? What have we been watching? What are we up to? I watched Cinderella on <laughs> Amazon Prime. <laughs> and what I think, think someone else here did, too. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> all, I think we all did. I didn't. You did, oh. too, Mella? I sure did. What did you guys think? You know, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love Camila Cabello, mostly for her singing. Her acting was fine, but I feel like her singing was way too contemporary, even though that's what they were kind of trying to do. I don't know. It just didn't vibe with me. But I thought Billy Porter was mwah, um, and the dancing was fucking it. They were dancing their fucking asses off. I mean, it is the Rhythm Nation, so. Do not. Wait, what? <laughs> sure oh, is. Like, that's where they're from? The the opening number is Rhythm Nation. But So that's what the kingdom is? No, they're just all on the same page. They're a part of the Rhythm Nation. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Fuck if I know, Josh. Fuck if I know. You'll have to watch to find out. I'm never going to. Here's the thing. I watched it with the kids that I am nannying. All over social media, it has been torn to shreds. It has been absolutely decimated by people on TikTok and Instagram making fun of it. And I was sitting there and I was like, is it great cinema? No. No. But it's it's cute. It's yeah. cute. And mm. the kids that I nanny fucking loved it. They loved right. every second of it. And I had to take a step back as someone who enjoys movie musicals, who loves fairy tales, as a quote-unquote, you know, nose-in-the-air cinephile was looking for another Brandy Cinderella. I had to take a step back and be like, this was not made for me. This was made for the two kids that I'm sitting here watching it with, and they love it. So yeah. <laughs> if you don't have kids, probably not your your movie to watch. <laughs> but it was it was cute enough. I thought they did a good job. Rashawn, you were too <laughs> yeah. quiet. You did not even chime in a little. I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'll save you, Rashawn. So we record these In advance, obviously. And the past two weeks, we've had special episodes that we didn't talk about what we were watching. So I haven't had a chance to mention that I saw Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. 
uh, the latest Marvel movie. I know all of you have been waiting to hear what I have to say about it. <laughs> While the plot and the writing had some weak spots, at least after watching it once, I can say that it has usurped Falcon and the Winter Soldier for the best action in a Marvel movie. All of the fights were a fucking blast. It hit exactly the right tone of modern martial arts movies like The Raid, but also homages to the classics like Crouching Tiger and even going back into like Jet Li's stuff. The combat in Shang-Chi and the action was phenomenal. Simu Liu is charismatic as they come. I think he did great. I know, Lacey, you saw it with me. I know, Rashawn, you also saw it. As a non-Marvel viewer, I mean, not non-Marvel viewer, but like as not a fanatic and just Mm -hmm. a casual fan, this is the kind of Marvel movie that I love going to see because you didn't need a whole bunch of backstory and history for it. You didn't need... You didn't need to know 85 different characters going into it for the story to make sense. The story was a relationship between a father and his children. And it was at its core a family story and a family movie. And I ate it up. I loved it. It was a little long, but I really liked it. Michelle? Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. Um, Tony Leung. The fact that this is his first hollywood production and he chose this movie to do speaks a lot because he's like royalty and him and michelle yao in the movie are just you know marvel's really great about that angela bassett robert redford michelle pfeiffer michael douglas kurt russell they just get all the they get the people you know the parent Um, yeah they knock out the parental roles yeah they get rashawn's actors (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I think this is one of the first to act, uh, to do justice to those parts. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll cast those really legendary actors and not really give them a lot to chew on. And I think he is the backbone of the movie. He's just a phenomenal actor. I, mm-hmm. I agree with you about the fight scenes. They're all really great. I don't love the finale, but I don't know the last finale of a Marvel movie that I've really liked. But um Everyone across the board is really good. I I, I dug it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we're a few weeks from when we recorded this, but I got a chance to see Malignant, James Wan's Spooky new movie. Spooky season in full effect. Um, I don't want to say much about the movie, honestly, if you have not seen it, except for go watch it. If you have HBO Max, if we might be out of the 30-day window with this episode i don't know go find it in the theater print it the only thing i will say is that the preview is not the movie oh i wish i could have disclaimed this before the witch (laughs) but um (laughs) the preview is so not the movie it's not even funny oh wow do not go to this movie to be scared just let the movie do what it's gonna do and that's all I can say. I feel I'm, like that okay. is why people are so upset. Because there are so many people at work that were like, it is like, don't waste your time. Get your money yeah. back. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Why? They're like, it's not scary. I'm like, that's why you didn't like it. But, I, I, you know, 
Yeah, especially when you market it off of, like, this is the guy who did Insidious. This is the guy who did The Conjuring. Mm. Yes, that's the same director, but I, yeah, I can't say, I can't wait for you guys (laughs) to see it if you watch it. It's nuts! (laughs) (laughs) They should have said this is the guy who did Aquaman. Maybe closer. Yeah. What? I was kidding. (laughs) Honestly, I don't read anything, try to avoid anything you see on Twitter unless you've watched it and just just watch it and it's wild. I can't even say like I loved it or I didn't like it. I'm just saying watch it. Okay. Now I kind of want to see it. I know, me too. I really want to know what you guys think. I know how Josh is going to feel, but (laughs) I still want to know. Well, speaking of spooky dookies, Scary shits, if you will. What are we fighting about today, y'all? Just gonna say, Carmela. <laughs> yes, Rashani. This October, we watched Rosemary's Baby. Really? Congratulations. Any cast of that has a barbarian. I'm gonna have her make a daily drink for you. Rosemary's Baby is a 1968 psychological horror written and directed by Roman Polanski. It stars Mia Farrow, John Cassavetes, Ruth Gordon, and Sidney Blackmer. The film follows a young pregnant wife in Manhattan who comes to suspect that her elderly neighbors are members of a cult and are grooming her in order to use her baby for their rituals. It is based on the 1967 novel of the same name by Ira Levin. So a little different than the movies I've done in the past. For more than one reason. I don't normally do horror movies. I don't normally do older movies. If y'all have been listening for the past 100 and something episodes, this is also... 60. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 60. (laughs) My bad. Um, This is also different because this is actually the second time I've seen this movie. Wait. Whoa. Dun, dun, dun. Do you still like it? I fucking love it. The first time, so Rashawn had told me to watch this movie like a lot. After I think after I told him that I really liked Psycho, not that it's at all the same, but he was just like, you should watch that movie. And then I was like, okay, yeah, I feel like I should. It's one of those, you should definitely watch this movie. It's on a list. It's on all the lists. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Never got around to it. And then I think it was last year, the year before last, I was like, fuck it. I ain't got nothing to do. Let's watch some Rosemary's Baby. And I fucking ate this shit up like that. Like guy ate them little cakes up. Like I <laughs> just love it. It's it it just has this whole slow burn that I normally fucking hate in movies, i.e. Halloween. Sorry, Roshani. <laughs> I'm sorry. But nothing to do with that. <laughs> I know. But 
I think it's Mia Farrow's Rosemary that is so cute to me. And she's so, like, her acting to me is just phenomenal that I can't look away. And then we're going to add in some spookiness to it that's not too spooky. Love it. I can, I can watch it at nighttime and go to sleep. And it's just like a solid, easy plot. There's not a, there's not a lot to it. We are in on the know. Like, yeah, this baby's getting, getting fucked by the devil. She's going to get pregnant. She's going to have a little bit of devil spawn. And that's simple. As simple as that. So yeah, this is just like a nice little trick or treat for me, if you will. So who do I want to start with? I have no clue how anyone feels about this movie. Not, not even a little bit. So Hi, Mama. I'm going to go with Josh. Okay. So before we started watching, I could have sworn that I've seen this movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, Rosemary's Baby. I'm going right. to fucking see that movie. Yeah. Of course. Of course I've seen it. It's like one that you think you would have watched at AMDA. That's what yeah, I thought, no. too. Correct. And I hadn't seen it at all. I've never seen it. I was, upon seeing the year it came out, knowing about what it's about and thinking I've seen it, I was like, I don't think, I'm not going to like this movie. Matter of fact, I thought it was Rashawn that brought in this movie. I was like, "Fair, Rashawn, Rashawn and I are gonna be at each other's throats again." Was new. I'm just, I'm, st- I'm drawing this out to about giving you my final verdict. Just okay. Then I found out it was you. Like she was like, "No, it's Mel." I was like, "What the fuck?" Then we watched the movie, and I realized I had never seen it before. It's a fucking good movie, dude. Yeah. It's a fucking good movie. I expected it to be a, a horror, like an old school jump and scare horror you know the demon Mm -hmm. this is one of the purest psychological thrillers i think i've seen since get out i think it does an incredible job of like sprinkling in little little moments where even you as the viewer you're like wait is he fucking serious things that the side characters do that sometimes rose catches sometimes she doesn't sometimes you catch sometimes you don't yeah. That make you question everything and question all the characters. By the end, when she visits Dr. Lee's office, the whole time you're like, he believes her. He doesn't believe, you know, he believes her. He doesn't believe her. As Rose unravels, you're kind of unraveling as the viewer. That there's, there's some parts that, especially coming with the territory of it coming out in 68, some of the dialogue is a little wonky. Some of the line deliveries don't land. I think it's a really fucking good movie. Oh my God, I'm amped. Oh my God. Okay, Lacey, you're next. I, too, had never seen this movie in full, but I have vivid recollections of the montages. I must have seen them in passing or maybe just on TV during Halloween time. That seems like a movie your dad would watch. It really does, but we didn't watch this movie. My scary movie I saw when I was a little too young was The Exorcist. Jesus. yeah. <laughs> Just a little too young. Just a little too young. But never saw Rosemary's Baby, at least not to my recollection. So this was r- truly a first watch for me. And I was fucking in it. I I really, really, really enjoyed this movie a lot. I I think it's because I didn't know what to expect going in. Maybe it's because I was expecting to be like a garish bad practical effects, you know, Mm -hmm. demon babies popping out all over the place. The whole time I was riveted. I just Mm -hmm. couldn't take my eyes off of the screen. I think Mia Farrow is just magnetic in it. I I think she is absolutely magnificent and 
the fact that she didn't get an Oscar nomination for this role is atrocious. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a masterpiece. Yay! Oh goodness, Vishaudi. What'd it do? Uh oh. Mel, so have you, you ever have you ever gotten a four for four? Are you fucking kidding me? Never. Selena. I, we all love Selena. What do you mean? Oh, Selena. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was well, gonna say. Yeah. And I think a lot of yours have been no, not hairspray. Hairspray was a five for five. Mel's is either a, a four for four or a one for four. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we'll add another one to the list. Let's uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you thought I was going to think any. Yeah. I told you it's, to watch this. I know. I know. I don't know if you're just like putting on a face when you watch this with me, but I was like, <laughs> oh, he hates this movie now. Like, <laughs> mean mugging for two hours and 16 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, are you having a good time? Carmela does what she accuses me of doing all the time, which is she watches me watch movies. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. And I have to act while I'm watching people act. And I'm like, I, I better fucking smile because goddamn, <laughs> It's great. I think probably what you saw the other day was I just know this movie so well. So I was just watching it to watch it the way I would watch Halloween. I was just like, well, it's Resume's Baby. Let's pop it in. It's great. But yeah, it's I mean, it's one of the greatest horror movies ever made. Without this, we don't get Get Out. We don't get Hereditary. It's just really great, extremely well done paranoia and psychological abuse and uh, scares. It's just really, really, really well done. When you said you were going to bring this to the podcast, I was like, well, that's going to be an easy episode because I can't see anyone disliking this movie outside of the actual movie. There's plenty to say, you know, the person that made it. Why? What happened? I don't know. I'm kidding. I, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, are we going to have this on mic, this discussion? Just I, kidding. I think what what fascinates me more than Rosemary's Baby, which fascinates me, is the behind the scenes. I remember I was watching that series Curse Films last year, mm-hmm. and there wasn't an episode on Rosemary's Baby, and I was so surprised because... There are so many things that are going on behind the scenes while this movie is being made that is terrifying. Oh my god, tell um, me everything. Yeah. Oh well, we can get into it because it's <laughs> it's it's so fascinating. I they should make a movie about the making of this movie. Oh, it would be great. While I was watching it, I realized why I thought I had seen it mm-hmm. was I I was getting confused with the omen when the baby continued to not be born. I was like, I could have swore I've seen this. And I saw the baby, and I realized about two hours and uh, and one minute into this two hour sixteen minute movie that I had been confusing it with the Omen this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like I know this is kind of jumping to the end, but did you want to see Adrian? I had found moments of wanting to and moments of not, mm-hmm. and I still am not sure. I I had similar feelings as I was watching it. I had almost dread i was like oh no they're gonna ruin it and show this like demonic little face oh no but there was a part of me i didn't even want to see the baby but i wanted to see rosemary interact with it a little more i wanted to see her maybe pick it up Mm. or reach down and you know we just get you know the baby hand over the finger or whatever that little tiny 
motherly connection that we know is coming based off of the ending. But yeah. I, I did want to see it because I care about Rosemary so much. That's all she wanted was a baby and to be a mom. And so I wanted it, even though it's literally the spawn of Satan, like I wanted it for her. There's this look that she gives little baby devil. And I feel like she just like accepted it in the moment where she's like, well, shit, I've been through all this. Let me just do this. Let me let me be a mother to this devil. If you're curious, there is a sequel. I know, but I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> no, don't don't watch it. It's all on YouTube. It was like a TV movie that came out. It's called Look What Happened to Rosemary's Baby. Mia Farrow doesn't come back, but Ruth Gordon does. What a- Adrian starts as like a little kid, and then he grows up. It's wild. It's like an hour and a half if you have time. <laughs> Go find it on YouTube. What a dumb name for a movie. It's just like too obvious. Look, but- look what happened. <laughs> So here's my question. Mm-hmm. That was maybe my one hang up. At what point did Guy get recruited? Was it before they looked at the apartment? Was it right after they got the apartment? Was it the dinner? I think it was the dinner. The dinner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. That's kind of what I thought, but I wasn't entirely sure. There's a look that John has, or Guy has, when they go back in and it's just him talking, kind of ruminating on the offer he just got. Because Rosemary's been in the kitchen with Minnie. Mm-hmm. And then when they leave, you can kind of see on his face that he's like, wait, give my wife away to the devil to be a famous actor. And he's like sitting with it the moment that they hooked him and got him. It really took no time at all. I don't want to see it, like, obviously, but I'm like, what is that offer like? How do you even propose that to somebody? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, the guy that played old boy, what's his name? Roman. Roman. Roman, Roman, he's very good. And he's just he's just charismatic enough without being too mustache twirly. Some of the old people were a little a little a little hammy for me. No, but Josh, don't do this. The little the bit. one the one. What's her name? The well, friend the one, with the glasses. R- rocking it too fast. Yeah. I mean I think though that <laughs> she's there a little too big for me. Is a a very dark comedy to this. And I think that like lands with her and even maybe she ain't dark and she ain't comedic she's just a little too big (laughs) but if you think about when this movie came out comedy wasn't ever subtle it was always just like we're gonna go for the joke dude i bet it in the in the final act of that movie when she walked past rosemary and stuck her tongue out i bet the theater was in sketches do you understand i bet people were falling out of their chairs at this chubby lady sticking her tongue out (laughs) well even the when she walks into the baby shower or I don't know, what do you call it after a baby is born? When all the party was there, after she wants to go see the her. no baby shower. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? It's funny because I was like just reading articles and they, everyone kept calling it a baby shower. I'm like, no, y'all, the baby is born. But <laughs> been born. He's been born. But they, she walks in. And that woman just screams bloody murder. And everyone's just like, oh, hey, bitch. Yeah, the baby's here. Welcome. Again, that was one of those moments where everyone got startled or was laughing because no one was having quite the reaction that I guess you thought they were going to. Yeah, this was right before. Stop me if I sound too pretentious, but this is right before the 70s kind of ushered in realistic, grounded acting. And so Mia Farrow has this 
affected voice that's Mm -hmm. very light and feathery. So I said that to say that I love, I adore that Ruth Gordon won an Oscar for this. Oh my gosh. She's so incredible. And I think my favorite part is that once the coven is kind of revealed to you and everyone kind of rushes in and reveals themselves, they start to go big and and go for the I'm a witch and I worship the devil. She doesn't change. She's the Mm -hmm. same. Mm -hmm. She's the same nosy fucking neighbor that she was two hours ago. That's just how good she is and it works for any name. I was just going to say, and the disinterest that she shows in Rosemary once she's had the baby, Mm. it's Lipton tea, nothing else, and walks away. It's just so well done. I I was going to say, if anything, she pulls back. Everyone's big and witchy and ooh, we're spooky dookie. When everyone's chanting... And so I don't know who she's talking to, but she's like, yeah, 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 just keep singing. She says it to Gaia. <laughs> yeah. One of the most famous shots is the peephole shot. She doesn't know that Rosemary's looking at her and she's just so disinterested. And then the minute Rosemary opens the front door and lets her in, she like clicks it on. She's like, oh, how, how you doing? Let me in. Blah, 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 blah. She's incredible. Oh, she's I, so good. I think John Cassavetes. Cas- how do you say his name? Cassavetes? Cassavetes. I think John Cassavetes is fucking great in this, too. There were certain shots where he was, to me, strategically placed with his back to the camera. So we can't see his reaction. We can't see if he's being genuine or not. Like, about halfway through, you're like, the fuck, does he actually give a shit? Mm-hmm. I had moments of that, too, with him. I had moments, yeah. especially towards the end, where I was like, oh, my God, does he really not? No, and then moments of, oh my God, is this really not happening to her? Is this all circumstantial and we're going to get, she's going to commit suicide? It was so well done with that dance back and forth. There was one shot, it was when Rose was starting to figure everything out. I I don't remember exactly what she said, but she was basically refuting the plan. And by this time, you'd kind of figured out that like Guy was in on it and you figured out there was something nefarious. And he goes to turn a corner and she's... Sean, you might remember, but the shot is you kind of see the side of his head and he turns the corner and his face pans to the camera for a second as he's turning mm-hmm. and he gives like a fuck just real quick yeah. as he's turning. He, John, not, is <laughs> an actor's director. He's one of the greatest directors of all time, but he just gets acting in a way that's mm-hmm. just, I don't know. John Cassavetes is hot. But he's also very talented, and you should watch all of his movies, too. But um, uh, pre- Can we pretend he directed it? Yeah, yes. I like that. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I even, you know, told Rashawn, there's something about his acting in this that felt more modern day than anyone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that, because he could have easily taken on, like how you said Mia Farrow has like this affected kind of actor of the time type of voice, and, you know, Ruth Gordon is doing her character so it all works but he is just kind of I don't want to say simple but I'll, I'll say modern and I think that's why it was so hard to to believe that he was in on this cult there's nothing going on he does such great work beforehand with just always seeming preoccupied mm-hmm. mentally that you're like well he's not in on the cult he's just a bad husband turns out he's both but <laughs> Does he lays the groundwork for you to doubt not that he's a good person, but that he would do anything to hurt her? Y'all, 
I would be pregnant so fast with the baby. We know. Like, and the number of times she wanted to eat that moose, she would have ate the whole moose. I would have eaten the moose <laughs> and not even fucking tasted the chalk, bro. Ate it up and been like, damn, you going to finish yours? Can we talk about moose? <laughs> Can we argue about that at least? Since the we're mouse? Not about anything else? Yeah. What is moose? It's just like thick whipped cream. Who cares? A pudding almost, right? No, it's not. But it's, it's like, like lighter. It's lighter in a bad way. In a chalky way. Why are way. you railing against moose? Give me pudding or give me death, dude. Like pudding. I don't care. <laughs> it's just one of the most disgusting things. Pudding. If, what? If homegirl had brought me pudding into the movie, because I'm not even are picking up a spoon. This is fucking wild to me. Wait, bit aside, are you kidding? I'm not. You... Pudding is disgusting. What about Jello? Disgusting. They're so different. <laughs> They're so They're differently so disgusting. What? You don't like pudding? <laughs> pudding, is, pudding is so gross, Josh. What do you mean? What's, call Donkey Kong. Because I could eat a barrel Don- of pudding. Don't you understand? <laughs> Dude, what do you mean? Do you like moose? No. Yeah, okay. We agree there. Back to pudding. It's like melted ice cream, but a little more solid. And it you like, lost it like, them right there. You lost them like, right it, there. It like slithers down your throat. You can eat so much of it. Call me three strikes because I'm out. <laughs> disgusting. Rashawn, but you love man pudding. Right. <gasps> you don't have to put this in. Put oh, my in. God. Put it in if you're bad. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Man pudding, Mella. We have said a lot I will of... literally never eat pudding oh. again. We have said that. a lot of disgusting shit on this microphone. <laughs> oh, and that I'm the one. Takes the cake. <laughs> takes the, the pudding. pudding. She, said, uh. she said, "Happy Thanksgiving, Happy Thanksgiving tapioca's on the menu, bitch." <laughs> oh. You got some fucking nerve, Carmella. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Before we move on to I want to talk about the other food in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Are we just going to let this go that Rashawn doesn't like pudding? That's yeah, I guess. obscene to me. I bet you I'm not. I'll put, I will put a poll on put a poll Instagram. On Instagram. Who likes pudding? I do. Stand, stand with me. Stand with Rashawn. <laughs> I don't pudding, like tapioca pudding Pudding is anymore. disgusting. Yes or no. Find us on Instagram. Like, I wouldn't choose to eat pudding, but it's not gross. It's Boy. gross. I'm gonna get fat off some snack pack. You understand? I. <laughs> oh, and then there's those sociopaths that like peel off the top and lick, lick it. Lid. Oh. <laughs> Electric chair. Love it. <laughs> you love like it's yogurt, but sweet. Oh, I don't like yogurt just... that much. Well, okay. So you just don't like slimy things going down your throat. Well. Oh. <laughs> Catch me on a Friday. <laughs> I all right, sorry. What was the other food? That's oh, oh. A, such a wild revelation to me. The white vitamin okay, yes. drink. Every what eleven o'clock, I assume, or every like any morning time. Yeah, like mid morning. Yeah, Rosemary is given a vitamin drink from Ruth. That is not her name. From Minnie. Minnie. <laughs> I mean, no. it is her name. It is it's her, her name, name, but not her character name. Um, I want it. I want to taste it. I Absolutely would just... not. What? Because it looks like milk. Milk has Melted been blended ice with cream. ice. 
just no not even ice cream because that could get behind it looks like milk has been blended with just plain ice with some sprigs of grass thrown in and like chia seeds <laughs> it was like seedy it had like yeah hold on Rashawn, do you like boba oh my no. god josh sorry <laughs> keep them coming i can answer boba, no 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 boba's <laughs> disgusting boba will make me vomit boba is amazing but you Boba's like pudding. Good. Yes, because I'm not drink I'm not drinking pudding. I'm drinking if I'm drinking tea, I want to drink tea. I don't want to <coughs> on a fucking gummy ball <laughs> it, through my huge straw that you know what I mean? Give me just give me the tea. Lacey, let's oh, go get some got, fucking like, boba. Let's go. Little, There's yeah, a really well, good place by our place. <laughs> Ooh, on my way. Sorry, the uh the drink. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do I'm, I'm interested. Agree. I, I'm interested in because I want to. I want to know what makes it white. I thought it was like a yogurt. But the little the little breakfast cake she makes for is also white. It's the devil semen. <gasps> Lacy. <laughs> Who knew? That is some pure white semen coming out of uh, Beelzebub. Cut it oh out! Only pineapple for the devil. I'm sorry. This like, episode that's... is off the rails. This is what happens when we don't have anything to argue about. <laughs> yeah. The listeners are like, oh my God, WCA is finally doing a classic They're going to argue about wow. Rosemary's Baby. Get on here and talk about... They're going to argue about the baby. merits of film. Y'all knew what the fuck it was when you press play. Don't act like <laughs> we are anything different. It's going to be a nightmare for Rashawn to edit. I am as sad as you are at that. They love this and not Halloween. It hurts me too. It's listeners. not the same, Rashawn. It's not I the liked same. Halloween. It is just about the same. It's How not. So? Let's do a comparison. And it's, and it's shorter. The length is the big doc. Okay, can I just had one more thing about food, which I read and it made me want to throw up the same way it did in the movie. Um, Mira Farrow actually ate raw liver in this. God damn! I can't even eat cooked liver. I love that they don't explain it. No, nope. there's no heavy exposition. There, she just was that the thing at Thanksgiving. Yeah, I Josh thought, thought it that, was cranberry. I thought it was just sauce. A, a lodge of cranberry. <laughs> I thought it was a cranberry log. I mean, already <laughs> twenty minutes before when she cooks the steak, cooks with mm-hmm, air quotations, she throws it on for a second on both sides. Josh and I don't eat beef or red meat, so like already that is gross to me. But, but then. They liter- She literally seared each side for a second and then took it off and ate it. And I turned to him and I went, because that's fucking gross. And then 20 minutes later, she's eating raw fucking liver. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know. So props and I to had me. I no reaction because I thought it was cranberries. It's Thanksgiving, right? Or Christmas? It was the holidays. It was her, just her little Christmas party. Yeah. Right. So cranberries. Since we don't have anything to argue about, I do. I want to bring up a bigger issue issue i want to talk about something mm-hmm. i did not find this movie scary at all mm-hmm. and this comes down to i think if we've mentioned this before thriller versus horror and what is what isn't i thought it was thrilling and i thought it was compelling i have something i'd like to say that i only think Lacey knows i saw this movie when i was 10 11 i've seen it since it didn't scare me then and it didn't scare me now. The Exorcist has never scared me. What the Gosh. fuck? Are you okay? What? 
can someone explain to me i know this is rosemary's baby but we mentioned the exorcist earlier and i want to <laughs> take the time can someone explain to me a scary moment in the exorcist absolutely i will because yes can... <laughs> go first and then i have a proposition okay there is a scene where she is coming down the stairs in the a fast crab crawl and she's like upside <laughs> down and she yeah moving at a non-human speed like i don't know if it's the camera or the editing that they like sped her up all of it but it's fucking nasty somebody else would watch it and be like it's just kind of funny like maybe you but no ew. even as a baby boy my brain registered that as as trickery like it, 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 because there was nothing else in the movie that Sorry, I don't want to get too deep in the exorcist. Let's not, because I need to go to bed tonight. <laughs> I'm I'm saying like Rosemary's baby's already pushing it as far as talking about devils and demons and well, like Yeah. That's enough for me. This movie scares <laughs> me, for sure. Yeah. This is something that I'm gonna say that's gonna sound like I'm attacking you. I promise that I'm not. I love you so much. Bring it up. This, the exorcist, midsummer, that you also said you didn't find particularly scary are all about women who are in a helpless position. That totally and makes sense. Could it possibly be that you as a an alpha straight white dude have never been in a position to feel helpless? I think you are entirely correct. Okay. Honestly, and this is this is truly this is a therapeutic moment going live on the podcast, everybody. This is a breakthrough because I've never, I've never fully understood it, and that makes total sense. Because look at my favorite scary movie, The Strangers. Right. Main guy is, by all intents and purposes, he does all the right stuff. He takes command. He's a straight white man living in a straight white man's world, and mm-hmm. despite all of that, he still gets taken advantage of. He still gets humiliated. He still gets preyed and stalked and killed so you know what you did it Rashawn. you cracked that nut (laughs) which is not which is not to say that you can't find other things scary right or that you have to look like the person on the screen to be able to relate but these those three stories all feature women who Mm -hmm. especially in horror movies historically are put in positions of powerlessness and are at the the whim of a powerful man. So I think there's something there. I have been fortunate enough to have literally never been in a situation of powerlessness in my life. And I'll be the first to admit that. What a glorious moment we just wow. had on the episode. I truly, and this is not me like playing it up for the camera. I've, I've always <laughs> been afraid to say that I've never been scared by the exorcist and I've never known why. And that makes total sense. <laughs> Maybe mm. now you can watch it and you will be, fucking terrified i mean i no no (laughs) he won't (laughs) i agree with you that throughout this rosemary is in a helpless situation but i turned to josh close to the end and i was like honestly i love jamie lee curtis but jamie lee curtis who as far as final girl goes because oh goodness rosemary is put in every awful situation and she does absolutely everything in her power to get out of her circumstance. She does everything that she can. And she fights until the bitter end, until she's literally pulling shelves out of a closet to get to her baby. I will say 
in Lacey's defense. I'm not saying <laughs> I agree with her. I'm not saying I agree with her. But a, a point on her ticker is Rosemary never once commits a uh, a final girl mistake or a horror movie girl mistake. She does everything the way she's supposed to. It's just the system is, is against like her. you said. Is I think that's why it's so scary for me because she does do everything that you would expect someone to do. She reaches out to friends. She goes to her doctor. She goes to the doctor that she thinks she can trust. She packs it. As soon as she figures out that Guy is in on it, she's like, I'm out of here. Pack my bag. Let's go. And she still gets taken advantage of. Does everything right. And she still. Rashawn is steaming. <laughs> Cook a dumpling on his ass because it is <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, who were the words that came out of your mouth? <laughs> what was the reason? What was the what was the reason? <laughs> That's strike two. Carmela's ass said something in the beginning. You said it now. What have I done to anybody today? No, nothing. I'm just saying because I knew when I said slow burn, you were gonna be like, eh, but you don't like Halloween. That's okay. a spot-on Rashawn impression, by Thank the way. You so much. Strike three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Lacey, you could have just said, I, I don't know, the Jamie Lee Curtis who is pretty brutal. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I didn't. No, she's no, no, like, no, you said it. Like, no, she's, you said it. You said it. Own it. <laughs> and I just want to say, spoiler alert, we're doing Halloween Kills next week. And <laughs> I hate everyone already. <laughs> we might love that one. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't remember hating Halloween as much as you said I did. Maybe we should go back and watch and or listen to the episode. Revisit. Y'all were not very nice. I'll just say that. I wasn't. I know. So I'm going to give you a hearty Logan Roy succession. Fuck off. <laughs> um, I still haven't started that. Strike four. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Rashawn, I want to get into the spooky dookies on set. Yeah. Dude. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> The composer, Christoph Kamita, who did an amazing score, by the way. He was at a party. He was roughhousing. This is after the film. He falls off this rocky partition, and he falls into a four-month coma. The same thing that happened to Hutch. Mm -hmm. He never regained consciousness, and he (gasps) died the next year. Gross. The author of Rosemary's Baby... Also went through some things too detailed to get in. Like he went through a divorce. He wrote this movie because he had crazy visions during his wife's pregnancy. And he kept a journal during her pregnancy. She wanted to see it. He would not show it to her. And then he ended up writing this book. I I believe he was raised Catholic. He ended up writing this book kind of in version of the Virgin Mary. What if someone was giving birth to the son of the devil? He went through a divorce. He tried to write a sequel to this that was not received very well. And he kind of like fell off the map. William Castle, who produced this, got hate mail as soon as he got involved with it. After the movie, he was so stressed that he fell ill with kidney stones. Jesus. Parker, as we all know, was recently married to Sharon Tate, who, while Rosemary's Baby was still in theaters was a victim of the Manson murders. Elter Skelter, which was written on the wall at the Manson murders, of course, is a Beatles song. 
during the recording of the White Album. Guess who was there? Mia Farrow. <gasps> Crazy. I don't know. Does this connect? John Lennon was shot in front of the... Yes. So the exterior of the Bram is the Dakota. Right across the street is where John Lennon was shot. Oh, my God. Mia Farrow was married to Frank Sinatra at the time. Kind of gross. She was 21. He was 50. Ugh. He want, He did not want her to act anymore. He, like, made her give up acting. Because Sharon Tate almost got the part of Rosemary. But Paramount went with Mia Farrow instead. During the production of Rosemary's Baby, because she accepted the part, Sinatra served her with divorce papers. And she almost didn't finish the movie because of that. And they like cut together about like an hour's worth of footage. And they were like, don't worry, you're going to get nominated for an Oscar. It's going to be great. Of course, she didn't. Sinatra and her got divorced. She ended up with Woody Allen. It's just. That's so. Should we start a spinoff podcast about shit like this? It's crazy. (laughs) It's so good. I'm telling you, like, there's a Ryan Murphy miniseries. I hope he doesn't get it, but there's a Ryan Murphy <laughs> miniseries that is like ripe for it's so crazy. And I mean, John, I, I was just looking at Wikipedia early of John Cassavetes' story, and that's heartbreaking as well. He died at 59 because mm-hmm. he was a long term alcoholic. He died from complications of cirrhosis of the liver. At the time of his death, Cassavetes had amassed a collection of more than 40 unproduced screenplays as well as a novel. He also left three unproduced plays when he died. So he had 40 screenplays, a novel, and three unproduced plays. Dude, he's so, he's so good, though. Gina Rollins, his wife. Woman Under the Influence. Watch that fucking movie. It's so okay. Good. Adding it to the list. Yes. He directed <laughs> it. She's in it. It's great. Something back to Rosemary's Baby, I was wondering. I want to know everyone's theories. The Neighbor. Right, was Terry? Did she was she murdered or did she actually commit suicide? I think she was murdered. Yeah, because maybe she what couldn't wasn't a proper vessel. Yeah, I teeter between both. Like I, I just. And then the second question is, what about the neighbor? Because Minnie said she was friends with the neighbor. Mm. The neighbor also fell into a coma. The neighbor had the dresser blocking the closet, so she must have known what was the neighbor's role in everything. And I, I'm assuming she also got killed because she died the same way that um, Hush died. You know, what I, I mean? think they had been trying and trying and trying to find the perfect vessel. Mm-hmm. And the former tenant wasn't a good candidate. The neighbor wasn't a good candidate. And then Rosemary finally moved in. Well, because the former tenant was an old lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Minnie's, like, best friend. I feel like all of the ladies in the coven, at one point or another, probably thought that they were mm, yeah. the one. able to, yeah, the one mm-hmm. to do and, it. And maybe that gets expanded on in the book. I don't know. I have not read the book, yeah. I haven't read the book either, but everything I was seeing online said that the script and the movie follows it very, very, very closely. Right. Mm. So, I don't know. I guess I'll have to read it. This October. Let us know. I can't. I can't read stuff like I've never read The Exorcist. Even The Shining is like a little too spiritual spooky-ooky for me. (laughs) That's like the scariest I've gotten. I don't know if I could do this. Put it in the freezer. Mm Mm-hmm. Huh? It's a friend's thing. You You put your scary books in the freezer so they can't get you. Just put it away for a minute. So this was a complete love fest I didn't freaking expect. (laughs) 
and somehow I, I still got my feelings hurt. I'm hmm. sorry. Yeah. Pretty no, consistent. You're not sorry. Your husband's not sorry. Your friend over there is not sorry. Y'all are all what jerks. <laughs> Make it up to me and watch Succession. They will. It's on their list. It's up after I'm talking you, all three of you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Girl, you all right, y'all. Watch, watch me. You want to play a game? Yeah. I want to play a game. All right, everyone. Gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I despise guessing games. Come on, I didn't think of like a cute name for this and I'm kind of sad. Quick, 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 quick. Go, go, go. I can't. I've been thinking about it the whole time. I can't even think. Just been spacing out the whole fucking episode. Yeah. Uh So you've just been like on cloud nine on the whole episode. (laughs) So in the movie. Oh, no. It's not trivia. I promise. No, I know. But I think I know what you're about to do and my brain's going to melt. Oh, yeah, I know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, Which I want to say this is a... Finish what you're going to say, okay. and I want to compliment the movie one more time. So, in Hutch's dying sentence, yeah. he tells his friend, I believe her name is Grace, that there is a book left for Rosemary, and she says that there is an anagram. So, I thought, huh. Why not make some anagrams of my own? Oh, no! I've mentioned this before in other movies. Huge fan of call- successful callbacks like the Scrabble board. When mm-hmm. all we needed was a little a little clip of them playing Scrabble. Seems innocuous. Seems like a space filler. And okay, yeah, they're playing Scrabble on their night off. They're just having one. And then cut two, and it's one of the most important parts of the movie. I love it. They take their time with it. It's not like yeah. a fast-paced scene she's just like casually playing scrabble i guess if y'all want to use your scrabble board you can but it's up to you loud as shit (laughs) (laughs) so i took i put a little wca spin on it so we have five anagrams and all of them spell out titles of movies that we have done on the podcast or you've guessed it on and then one of them is kind of just like for fun, but it was mentioned in an episode. Oh, like that we've gone to other podcasts and talked about? Oh, yes. boy. Okay. I got it. When when Scrabble files attack. That's the name of your game. <gasps> Love it. I don't like so it. we're going to play like when Scrabble files attack. You can put that at the beginning, Rishon. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, give me the credit, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. So I'm going to give you the anagram, which should equal the title of the film. And the first person to guess it wins. If you, you have 30 seconds, if you don't guess it, then I'm going to give you a star of the film to help you guess even further. Oh, boy. Got it? Mm. Yeah. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The first one is In Attic. Lacey? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. What is it? Titanic. Congrats, congrats. Okay. <gasps> Okay. Here's your second one. A lined gem. Gem or the guy gem? Gem as in G-E-M. Megamind, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. The hell? I'm going to be terrible at this game. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Your clue is Will Smith. Lacey? I am legend. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh shit. Okay. Some brains just aren't wired like this, dude. I oh. swear to God. I'm a visual person and I'm <laughs> If I had to right play this game, I would never win. So <laughs> it's just I feel like those are all the games that you give us. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like good ideas, but I could not play them myself. Here we go. Number three. Cyanide ended pen. That's a lot of Yeah. Oh. Rashani? No. <laughs> yeah go ahead independence day yes good job rashawn all right coming in hot at number four can we do trivia (laughs) (laughs) seriously when rashawn's asking for trivia i'm having a good time (laughs) lacy two rashawn one josh there we go what the yeah okay number four heard as an H-E-R-D. Thresh. Kit. Got it. B.S.? Shrek the third. Very good. There you go, Josh. What's up? You I was waiting for Shrek, baby. <laughs> yes. All right. This is the last one. Here we go. Think Legion. <laughs> Lacey? The Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> I was fucking hoping you would get this one. No. Hit him with a spirit one time. I am leaving. When do we do the Lion King? I said we mentioned it. I said one of them we mentioned it a lot of times. I swear for God. Oh, oh Lacey, congratulations, oh Beach. And that's on <laughs> you. Being a teacher. Congrats. Thanks. Well, shit. Shouts out to I Drink Your Podcast. I strike the third. Yeah. Hey, guys. So wrapping things up, it seems like we've come to the conclusion that we all like Rosemary's Baby. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking four for four on this one. Mia Farrow is incredible. It's a fucking shame that she didn't even get Oscar nominated. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> that this movie, to some, is pretty spooky dooky. To some, it's not, and we had a, a revelation tonight. First time hearing it ever, and you got to listeners, you got to hear it first. <laughs> I'm just happy I brought this movie, and that it's a uh, that we all loved it. Hey, this is a new October classic for sure. Gali will definitely watch this again. We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation. So, who can find the fastest connection between Mia Farrow? And the star of the film for our next episode, Anthony Michael Hall. It's really hoping you'd say Judy Greer because I already had it. So thanks for that. Had to shake it up. Okay, okay. You would have yelled at me anyway because I had to use Ant Man. (laughs) Ooh, this is hard. Okay. (gasps) I just thought of a huge one. What? can't tell you. It has to be connected somehow. Rashawn? Shit! I don't have it. I just got an Anthony Michael movie. So. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Besides the obvious one. I, I can use Marvel. Fuck! I can use Marvel. Just let me do it. No! If no. I can't no. do it, you can't do it. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But Vin Diesel. Okay. Shut up! I'm so fucking close to driving me insane. Okay, that that worked. Um, 
Karen Gillan would fill the Vin Diesel spot. Shut. <laughs> he just wait, wait, knows wait, wait, he's wait, not wait. gonna get it, so he's trying to throw us off and make it take longer. Correct. Shut up. Got it. Oh, I think I had it too. Okay, go ahead. <sighs> okay. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, Mia Farrow's and Hannah and her sisters with Diane Weiss, who's in Edward Scissorhands with Anthony Michael Hall. Period. Period. Oh, okay. I was trying so hard to go the last unicorn route. I forgot that Mia Farrow <laughs> is the voice of the unicorn. Aww. I was trying to use. I we used got Jeff style. Bridges. We got Angela Lansbury. We got Alan Arkin. I couldn't. I couldn't. Wow. Well, congrats, Rashad Ae. Dude, I wish we could put in how much time that took off <laughs> the episode. You guys, you have no idea how long we actually just sit here and do on this and our <laughs> minds degrees. want to explode that's it for this week's episode of when cinephiles attack as always we'd love if you took a moment and rated us on apple podcast you can find this and all of our episodes on spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your podcasts follow us on twitter and instagram at cinephile attack and if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love Email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Mella, Josh, Lacey, and Rashawn. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.